0: back to the three under par podcast. This is the golf podcast where
1: little white balls live.
0: I'm your host, Scotty T and I'm joined by my co-host KJ and T-Bone. How's it going boys? Hey, doing good. T-Bone, you have a good weekend?
2: That's good. Awesome. Some golf. Yeah. Got some, got some good sun. Oh yeah. I D- didn't play very good golf, but I got, I'm looking, I got a great summer coat right now. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking good.
0: Looking a little more tan. Yeah. It's that summertime. Yeah. Gosh, it sucks! I got in the, the It sucks sock in the winter. Tan going, um, yes,
2: slight glove tan, but uh, I've got. It's because
0: he puts with his glove on, right, KJ? Oh yeah, he's that, that guy. That
2: uh, uh, no, he's that guy. He's iron,
0: that. <laughs> iron head covers and putting with his glove on. Whoa. What's worse, iron head covers or putting with the glove on? Iron head covers.
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll probably be able to touch on that more
0: for sure. We got KJ back with us. KJ, you doing all right? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, man. How, how was the colonoscopy?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I played on Sunday and it felt like a colonoscopy. That is the worst <laughs> round of golf I've ever played, like ever. <laughs> it was brutal. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about it. It was
0: bad. I was gonna ask where'd you play.
1: I played Riverbend Country Club. I got there a little early. I texted a guy I was meeting there, and I said, "Is your heart dead set on this? Because something's seriously wrong." I was hitting the ball off the range. I'm talking both sides. Oh, no. Yeah. It was bad. I felt like T-Bone.
0: You know, T-Bone and I were talking about actually your swing because we were out playing on Saturday, and we were like, KJ is so good at eliminating half the golf course because it's either the ball goes, it's a five-yard draw or a 20-yard hook, but bottom line, it's not going right. That's true. Eliminate half the golf course. Except for Sunday. Except (laughs) (laughs) for, yeah, if you're bringing him right, then it's a long, I don't even know where to aim. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we are coming to you from the campus of the Canon in Houston, Texas, in a construction zone. The main building is still in progress, but it's almost done, fellas. Two weeks away. That's what they're telling us. We'll see. We'll see about the canon. Are we uh, going to
1: get a mini-fridge in our new studio?
0: It's to be determined. I'm honestly, I'm honestly not sure. But, you know, we're on episode 34. Yeah. We've I done th- 34 of these. I think that requires a mini-fridge. Maybe once we get to 50, we can have a mini fridge.
1: Okay. I think that would liven up the episodes, at least on my side for sure.
0: <laughs> what would you want to stock it with? What would be the first thing you would put in a mini fridge?
1: Handle a crown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need? T Bone. What you got? Mm. I mean, I'll probably go like a case of Mellow Lights. Yeah, that works. No, no, no. Don't be a little B. What
2: you got? I like, I'm, I'm a nice Pilsner. Sounds good. <laughs> Give me, give me some Miller Lights. I bet she's putting Jeez. like
0: a bottle of Malibu in
2: there. Oh, yeah. yeah little coconut like rum. Uh, yeah. you, guys can make, <laughs> you guys can make fun of my golf game, but you don't have to. There's no way I'm the like sugary drink guy. Don't just, <laughs> you've already said I'm the head covers guy. You he's can make the fashion fun guy. You can make fun of me for my golf game, but don't just throw all this other shit at me, okay? Oh,
0: he struck a nerve with T-Bone. There it is. <laughs> don't make fun of his drinking habits. That is the line. That we can't cross. <laughs> okay. Love it. Uh, okay. There wasn't that much going on in the golf world this week, honestly. Uh, Post-US Open high for Gary Woodland and the Travelers. So they literally have to go across the entire country. Going from Pebble Beach to Hartford, Connecticut. And Chez Reeby, his game traveled very well. Ended up getting the dub this week. Very impressive. Going from T3 at the US Open not being
2: showed at all on the coverage practically looking back that might have been a good move by Fox because <laughs> i don't want to watch him on sunday so good win though
0: yeah i mean it's a big win What would you say kj 11 or 10 months and 10, Ten years 10 years and 10, Ten months. months
1: so that's two he had 250 starts between his last win and this win that's a long time that's you got to be thinking time. do i still have it all that kind of stuff
2: Chez had some pretty bad injuries over the years too. I know he had a borderline career-ending wrist injury, and he also had a torn meniscus, which I don't know how you do as a golfer unless you're Tiger Woods. I say Tiger had it. Uh, big cat. But other other than that, um, he's he's overcome some some stuff for sure. It's truly perseverance.
0: Eleven years—that's a long time. What were we doing? Eleven years? I just started driving.
2: Eleven
1: years ago. I think. I don't know that's a long time ago. Yeah,
0: exactly. And he I think he won the Canadian Open for his first win. And then 2008 uh, RBC Canadian Open. He actually played Gary Woodland in a playoff when Woodland won the Waste Management Open. I believe 2017, 2018 somewhere right there. So it was them two in the playoffs. So it's kind of cool a couple of years later you see them back to back. Both Kansas boys too. That's right. That's Both right. Kansas boys. I still love the fact that Revy rocks the Arizona Diamondbacks on the on the side of his hat. Low key sponsorship, pretty cool. I was kind of surprised at how good the field was at the Travelers, considering it's the week after a major. Like generally I feel like the week after a major is meh. Yeah. You know, like most guys people, take off. Yeah, they want to take off. Uh, that's one thing that was great when the Houston Open was after the Masters. When we got pushed the week before the Masters, that really kinda of helped our stature within the PJ tour, but with it moving to the fall now, I don't even know what to expect. Except Kepka will be there. That's pretty cool. I was actually out at Memorial this weekend. And it looks like the course is coming along pretty good. Still massive construction shun though, but anyway. I I don't know what else to add for Ches y'all. Y'all got That's, anything? I gave all I
1: possibly could. It's just not primetime <laughs> TV when you think yeah. about it.
0: <laughs> what did you say earlier KJ? Like no time for a nap?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I, I turned on golf channel actually. It was on a uh, CBS and I see Chez Revy up by four. I was like, well, this is a great time to catch up on sleep. I immediately <laughs> went to sleep.
0: <laughs> it also kind of sucked, too, because I was kind of doing... I think I was just watching Netflix or something on Sunday, and I was like, oh, four o'clock. Like, Let's see what's going on in golf. And then the tournament was almost over, because I was used to the week before being on the West Coast, where if I turn on golf at like three o'clock, the leaders haven't even teed off yet. And then once they're on the East Coast, turn it on around the same time, they're almost done. So... But I mean, it truly is a life-changing tournament for Chess We say that every every time for any person who wins for the first time, whether it be their first win or a win in a long time, wins over a million dollars, he gets to play in the masters now, gets exempt in all the major championships. He actually moves up pretty high up in the world rankings, I think like top 30 now. So that's pretty big. Um, Moved
1: 12th in FedEx cup points. Yeah,
0: that's huge. It opens so many doors for you. Once could you, you get tell that me? Win. Could
1: you? I don't think anybody could tell me where Ches Rivy was on the FedEx
0: points list before that. I'm not sure Any, many anybody? people could tell you who Ches Rivy was. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you now. He's 12th. There you go.
0: I mean, finishing third at the U.S. Open and then following up a great performance there with a win. The guy's on a heater. He's on a heater. Keep it going. The good times roll. I wanted to bring up the person who finished second. At the travelers this week zach suture i really hope i pronounced that name right because i never heard of this guy have y'all
1: not until they told us about how he's fighting for his card and all the points were big he chips in on 18. that was big it was huge he was leading the first two rounds i believe it was Mm-hmm. he was he was the leader and that's the first time i've ever heard of that guy
0: and then on saturday didn't play too good it's the first time he's been in that situation before so they call him Saturday moving day for a reason. You're either moving up the leaderboard or you're moving down the leaderboard. And unfortunately, he fell down but still ended up finishing second. Uh, he's one of those guys that just grinded for a long time, got hurt as well. But then essentially what he had to do was apparently he got hurt right before the tour's medical uh, disability extension really kicked in. And so he was taking out credit cards without having – the to pay them off, essentially betting on himself that he would make it on the PJ Tour after his he recovered from his injuries, traveled all over the world, racking up that credit card debt, and then won over six hundred thousand dollars this week, finishing second. That's a second. good story. That is a I great like that. story. If you're not gonna win, go finish second. I mean, kind of puts it in perspective that for a lot of these guys, it's it it's not all about the money, but I mean, finishing second, having that kind of income off one week's worth work it's pretty cool pretty cool so there were big names you know Brooks Koepka didn't play that well Jordan Speeth missed the cut this week again we canceled Spieth yeah, right I don't
2: know why we're surprised we already canceled him
0: <laughs> we canceled him <laughs> so hard not to talk about but the couple of the big names that I saw actually this week who made their pro debuts Victor Hovlin and Matthew Wolf. what do y'all think about that Especially Hovland. Hovland was like making new noise all over the internet and whatnot this week.
1: I don't know. I think there's going to be two studs. Those are are guys that we're going to see for the next decade be on top of leaderboards, especially Mm -hmm. once they kind of get their feet wet, get used to, you know. Being a tour pro, it's different than, hey, I'm playing golf in the same spot in college most of the time. You're traveling, you're grinding every single week. Even if you're not playing, you're somewhere grinding. So it's a little bit different. And once they get used to that, I think we're going to see them up there, you know, day in and day out.
0: For sure.
2: A few things from this week. Obviously, you have Matthew Wolf and his swing that we've been talking about pretty <laughs> much since we've been doing the podcast. Yep. But there was a drive that Victor Hovland hit this week that I thought was, that I've honestly never really seen anything like that on tour. He was, went up to the stop and just totally paused his swing and then like, restarted it at the top and brought it and, like, <laughs> finished his swing. A little hitchy. You always yeah. you always see that stuff, like pros doing that stuff on the range, but never in an actual round. Granted, your first round on tour. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. But his thoughts were probably, I play with this guy who swings like a fucking snake out of a... falling <laughs> from a tree. I can do a quick little pause... I can do a quick it's, little pause at the top, and it's not going to be a big deal because my swing doesn't look like his. It, it made him feel more comfortable. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He but ripped it, too. He, <laughs> he hit did. the fairway. Yeah, he <laughs> bombed <was> it. <laughs> and another – this will be a quick, uh, I guess, kind of fashion talk for today, Yeah. continuing about Victor Hovland. I can't believe we've talked about him this much already. I feel like I talked about him all last week, but we'll keep it going. Well, dude, um, he,
0: he finished 12th at the U.S. Open last week beat DJ and, like, all these other really good players, beat Tiger freaking Woods, and first person to ever finish low M at the Masters and U.S. Open. He deserves to be talked about.
2: But last week, I think you were asking me if Victor was going to be my guy. And after I saw the clothes that he wore this week, absolutely not. I think I kind of hate him now. Wow. (laughs) They were that bad? I didn't even see him. Okay, I won't be that aggressive, but dear God. Do it. Those were bad. And I don't know if it's – so. His hat sponsors Ping. Wore a pretty typical Ping hat, but uh, his clothing brand uh, that he sponsored by is Jay Lindenberg, which is a very unique, I'd say, very European style clothing brand.
0: He is European, so it makes sense. Yeah, it's fair enough. Okay.
2: But he, the guy was wearing a black shirt with horizontal white stripes, and then he was wearing black pants with vertical white stripes. They looked like Adidas, like, warm-ups, like, button-off pants with a black polo and stripes going vertical and horizontal. Sounds I couldn't like, believe it.
1: Sounds like he looks like a tic-tac-toe board that hadn't yeah. quite been put together. Yeah, it was a checkerboard <laughs> like to tic- like tic-tac-toe. Like a connect 4 board.
2: It was a terrible look. Honestly, one of the worst I've ever seen on tour. That Ow. was bad. Mm.
0: I feel like the worst looks, like, standard has got to be Rory Sabatini with that... That cowboy hat. Thank you. It, how do you?
2: How at does least that compare? It, it matched. It went with his outfit. He had like a Rory. Rory would wear like a turquoise shirt with like turquoise stone beads hanging from his cowboy hat. <laughs> so that was at least pretty cool. Victor's no, it's going
0: not. no, no, no. It's no, absolutely not. Victor's
2: wearing <laughs> contrasting stripes and it looks like they looked like jogger, borderline capri pants with. Stripes down the side. The Ricky
0: Fowler Capri pants or jogger pants that he was wearing at one point.
2: Yeah, it was it was a damn shame to see him wearing that, but hopefully steps up the wardrobe a little bit. <laughs> For
0: his pro debut, Victor Hovland finished T fifty four and Matthew Wolf finished MDF. Do y'all know what that means? No. KJ, you look stumped right now.
1: Yeah, I I mean No.
0: It means made cut did not that finish. Fish, yeah. So he made the cut, but they have, like, a weird rule. If you – it's like if too many players make the cut, then they still have to cut it down on the fourth day. So then, like, that last seven players-ish or so have to play well enough to play the fourth round. I think you still get paid. You still get FedEx Cup points, all that jazz. You just don't get to finish the actual tournament, which is very strange. Pretty brutal.
2: I've never even heard of that.
0: I think they're changing that in the next year or two on the tour. But anyway, so guys to keep your eye out for, Matthew Wolfe and Victor Hoblin. We're going to move on here to some golf gossip, I guess. Yeah, we don't have much else going on this week. It was a very slow week. Chez
1: Reeby fucking won, so yeah. <laughs> I
0: feel like we're slowly just waiting for the British Open to come so we can wake up at like 3 o'clock in the morning and start watching golf, which is going to be great. Uh, I do also want to bring up the new title sponsor for the pro development tour here. <laughs> so, you know, the AAA version of golf – to put in baseball terms, has been the web.com tour. We've talked to a few web.com guys, Jerry Ruiz. um, It used to be the nationwide tour.
2: Yeah, it used
0: to be the nationwide. Normal
2: sponsors.
0: (laughs) So there are actually some, I kind of looked it up. It originally started off as the Nike tour from 93 to 99. Then it was the buy.com tour from 2000 to 2002. The nationwide tour, I feel like that's when it really became popular. 2003 to 2011, and since 2012, it's been the Web.com tour. Uh, developing young guys, they got rid of the old way to, to get through the PJ Tour through Q School. So now you literally have to go through the Web.com. But Web.com is no longer the umbrella sponsor. The new sponsor is the Corn Fairy Tour. Do what now? It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> it's Corn Fairy. K O R N F E R R Y Tour. I think it's the KFC tour. I think that's what we got to go with here. So corn. I mean, I mean, no free what ads. What is this? What is this? So corn. When free, you, when you
1: <laughs> said corn fairy, I was thinking some like farmer shipping corn down <laughs> the Mississippi or something. But it's spelled with a K. That's like an old punk rock band, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, corn.
0: Yeah, yeah, the old band. So oh, rock n- band.
1: Now I'm just utterly confused. What is this company?
0: So Corn Fairy is a management consulting firm that is headquartered in Los Angeles. What kind of shithole picked their name? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, it sounds like a farmer in the Midwest that just is on their tractor trying to corn. ship out their corn. Yeah, trying to get it down the ferry down the Mississippi. Tell you what, the Mississippi. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Obviously, we don't have the inter- we don't know what's going on with the inter- the inner workings of the PGA Tour, but it's that feeder system. Hey, corn ferry feeder system. There, there we you go. go. Nice. Got you. Yeah, the little puns. So the postseason series is going to be called the Corn Fairy Tour Finals.
1: <laughs> that, is, that just sucks. It's <laughs> a mouthful. That sounds like a KFC mashed potato bowl.
0: And the last event is in Indiana, so I feel like that's kind of it's kind of fitting. There you go. Indiana, some corn. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know. So congrats to Corn Fairy, I guess. Web.com, you'll be missed. It was a pretty cool name, Web.com. But it was hard to Google Web.com because if you typed it in, obviously it would just go straight to their website. It's like, damn it. All right, moving on. Golf gossip, T-Bone, what you got in the golf
2: gossip world? So, pretty light. Uh, I I'm very confused how we keep having reoccurring people on golf gossip that I would not. You don't not have like Matt Kuchar or anybody this week. Leading the
0: FedEx no. Cup points, Matt Kuchar. Is he? I thought yep. Kepka Nope, he is. Is number one now. Matt Kuchar. Kepka's eighty nine back. I know the FedEx Cup is important, but like, who cares right now? I know we're coming down or the playoffs are about to start, but I, I guess it's a big deal. But, like, I, I'm, just, I'm out on the FedEx Cup points. I, I don't care that much. You still
1: want to give Cooch any credit? You're like Cooch to his caddy.
0: Well, yeah, Kepka's the man, too. But right. it's okay. The worst is when they're showing, like, the race for the FedEx Cup in November. They're showing, like, the points, who's in first or second. It's like this is 10 months away. Why are you showing me this right now?
2: So, anyways, back to golf gossip. We have a repeat offender, Michelle Wee. So she hasn't been playing much because of this nagging wrist injury that seems like it won't go away. Mm -hmm. Uh, She played in the KPMG Women's PGA Championship this week and fired a salty 84-82. Yikes. It's it's not good. And as a result, she's contemplating retirement, which if you look back on her career, she was teeing it up – as a 16 year old on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Yeah. And that's nuts. She is a potentially one of the most underperforming golfers of all time. Because there is no woman golfer that has ever been able to do something like that that early. Maybe, no, not even Lexi Thompson. And. Just having – with that in perspective, it's pretty damn sad that this is even a a topic of conversation.
0: I totally agree. It sucks. Michelle Wee is one of those golfers, at least on the LPGA side, where if she's in the hunt and she's in contention, people are going to want to tune on. Um, I don't want to say the Tiger Woods of the LPGA Tour because – I think that'll be more of Annika Sorenstan, just in terms of the way that she dominated the game. But in terms of people turning on the TV, getting eyeballs over two women's golf, Michelle Wee made golf very popular, probably because, like you mentioned, T-Bone, she was playing in those PGA Tour tournaments early on, trying to tee it up with the boys. And At 16. At 16. I don't think she ever made a
2: cut. Did she ever make a cut? I think she missed I think she made the cut in the Sony Open in Hawaii. You might be right. The listeners will have to check me on that, but I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah, send your emails and to
0: 300 You
2: rarely even see, it doesn't matter who it is, male or female, you don't even see people doing that at 16. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so crazy to, that retirement's a, an issue. Yeah, she alluded to it, which kind of sucks. I think she alluded to it on Thursday,
0: but then on Friday, she mentioned that she is going to try to look at things optimistically. At so, the
2: same time, you shot 84, 82 in a major.
0: They probably were, not feeling too good. They were at Hazeltine, though. I mean, Hazeltine is where they hosted the 2016 Ryder Cup. That's a hard golf course. Uh, I know they're teeing up from about 6,800 yards. That's farther than where we usually play from over at the Stone. And and those girls are just out there dominating it. And um, you just hate to see headliners
2: like Michelle Wee. She's 29. She's 29 and she's always considering retirement. I think it's more of a overreaction, golf blues type thing. Maybe. Uh, but hey, she's got Johnny West <laughs>
0: there to comfort let's, her.
2: Let's remember that. That's a double. So,
0: and okay, it also came out this week, which I didn't even realize. Kind of going off dating and golf gossip. Yeah. Danielle Kang is dating Maverick McNeely. Talk about a golf power couple right there. Danielle Kang, young, up-and-coming golfer, already won a major championship. Maverick McNeely, number one ranked amateur out of Stanford. He won just as many tournaments at Stanford. The same number as Tiger Woods and Patrick Rogers. So he tied that record. I believe that's correct. And then, um, man, I wonder what their practice rounds are like.
2: Dating each other. It's a lot of golf. Do you talk about anything else? I mean, who would just talk golf all the time, you know? I mean... (laughs)
0: Says I the guys I who are it. doing a podcast right now about it, it. <laughs> KJ, could you ever date a golfer?
1: That's my time away That is my time away <laughs> That is my five and a half hours away from Whatever it may be
0: Maybe this could be like low key behind the ropes T-Bone, could you ever date a golfer? <laughs> Maybe T-Bone's looking for more of a tennis player So he can have a good doubles match going That'd be better Yeah, I agree That'd be better how about a golfer,
2: though? I'd prefer tennis. Okay. Nice. How okay, moving on. <laughs> well, yeah, you're uh, not off the hot seat. <laughs> dang it. You know, I think it'll
0: be all right. I think it'll be fine. Like a good, good date day. But then again, like, like I said, it's I, – I don't know. I'm just – I'm not in that situation. Would so. your
2: date approve of you pulling down your pants and shotgunning beers? On the golf course, like you did this last Saturday, <laughs> I did see some
1: videos. I was astonished that it was you and not T Bone. I will say that.
0: So we get up there on 10T, and T Bone just rips a drive. It's par five, little dog leg right out over at Cypress Lakes, and it was probably his best drive of the day. And he was like, "There's no way you're catching that one." And I said, "Okay, let's place a, a little wager on it," because I was playing pretty well at that point. I was, we were in like a little four man scramble, but. I don't know. You're carrying the team. We get it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, what do you want to bet on?" And it was either like shotgun a beer or something like that. And I was like, "No, let's do let's do pull your pants down on the next next shot." And I just snap hooked
2: it right in the water. Just I tried the over swing. You're blown. also placing this bet with the guy who played eighteen nineteen holes in a dress. So that was <laughs> a walk in the park. You on me to drop my pants for a swing? That's true. <laughs> yeah, but. That's nothing compared
0: to playing golf in a dress. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> anyway, so but then I hit the second shot on the green. Boom, no big deal. And then yeah, the the shot on the beer. I I don't know what happened to that. That was just that was cool. I thought it, thought it'd be a cool idea. Smoked that drive too. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, we got a couple of behind the reps questions that we got from the listeners out there. T Bone, the first question we have. Who is that from?
2: Yeah, so this is actually our first repeat offender Ooh. like we had on Golf Gossip on Outside the Ropes. Again, we got Drew, who... Uh, from Houston. From Houston. Drew from Houston. I told, he was the baseball pitcher whose drives sometimes looked like his curveballs. Um, but anyways, <laughs> Drew asked, will Ricky Fowler ever win a major?
0: KJ, take us off.
2: I think so. I think, think so? he's got the game. I
1: think he needs to be in that situation a few more times. Um, But I think, yeah, no doubt. He's still young. He's got the game.
2: I will say at this point, it does feel like the pressure is increasing. Like he's becoming that guy.
1: That can't get it done? Yeah. Yeah. That makes it so much worse too. It does. Like if you miss a couple times and then you go like five years and you've had chances, it's almost like people expect you not to do it anymore.
2: And... When I look at Ricky, I think he'll win a major, but even if he wins one like Sergio did that late, that would still be very underachieving, I think. Mm. Because with Sergio, everyone had totally just – he was pretty much done. (laughs) No one ever thought he was going to win. His masters came out of nowhere. (laughs) Nowhere. Yeah. And, you know, he had that uh, that player's championship like Ricky does have, and I just – Hope he's not getting too caught up in the typical best player to have not won a major. For guys
0: who are so competitive like Fowler, though, that's got to just get under your skin. You hear the conversation talking. Even guys like Brooks Kepka, when he says that like people aren't pr- predict him not to win, that gets under skin. He wants to prove him wrong. I mean, I would assume that Fowler's just as competitive as a guy like Kepka And it's not... It's not like Fowler hasn't been there before. I understand what you're saying, though, KJ. Like, he needs to maybe be there a few more times. In 2014, he finished top five in every single major. He's finished second at the Masters. He's been in contention a lot and, frankly, collapsed. Uh, Even his win at the Players, yeah, we joke that that's a major. Uh, For this conversation, clearly it's not. But even when he won the Players, he had to finish sixth under his last seven. He finished, like, two hours before... Everybody else like that is a completely different ball game when you're just on a heater like that to end a round and then you post a number and say, guys, come get me. Now, granted, to his credit, he hit those incredible shots on the island green, like just balls of steel to go after that pin like that. But it's a little different when you got to when you're in a playoff versus, you know, coming down the stretch, especially on, a course, at TPC Sawgrass. Um, I'm with you. I think he'll win one. He has too much talent not to win one. Agreed. That was the talk about Phil Mickelson for the longest time. He, did, I don't think Phil won his first major until he was, he in was his like 30s. mid-30s, right? Yeah. yeah. And Phil is one of those guys where he was supposed to be the second coming of Jack Nicklaus or Ben Hogan. But I think he'll be there. Yeah, I think he'll get it. I don't know when. Um, I would say in the next probably two or three years. By the time he's 33, he'll have a major under his belt.
2: I will say, though, when he does win a major, that is going to be a great day in golf. Everyone loves Ricky. They sell so many flat bills. Yeah, Big Dick
0: Rick, (laughs) coming in hot with a major. (laughs) Okay, so other question we have is from Will from California. We have a California listener. Shout out to Will in California. But he asks, what are your three biggest pet peeves on the golf course? KJ, I feel like I can predict yours. What do you think? Just name one. Slow play. Slow play, absolutely. Slow play, I guess, kind of goes hand in hand. Too many practice swings.
1: That's true. My first two are going to be somebody who sucks ass at golf, taking like three or four practice swings, (laughs) hitting the ball, a solid 12 yards, not even getting in the cart, going to make three more practice swings. Like, just kick that shit. I guess that could go under slow play, yeah. But people on their phones, like, it's your shot. Mm. Hit the ball. We're out here drinking, having a good time. And especially when you're playing match play with somebody, you're like, I'm not going to hit until you hit. Put your phone down. Yeah. Um, that, and I'd say a shortage of cart ladies. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Riverbend, no cart ladies. No way. Man, you got to wait. You better stack up the bag. Thank God it's a tour bag because <laughs> you got to fill both sides. I drag that shit from my car to the to the, You got to the, the makeshift cooler
0: in the, in the bag? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No lack of cart, ladies. I like that one. I if, haven't thought about that if one. If I
1: hit a roper, I'm going to the cooler. Like, it's happening. Oh, yeah. And oh, if there's yeah. no cooler, if there's nothing in there, like, then it's just going to fester.
0: I'll go next on this one. Um,
2: I, I'm with you. I, mean, I think I feel we like can universally say slow play. Slow play That's is number one. That's the worst
0: one. part. That's what ruins golf. Slow, uh, to your point, KJ, you texted us. Den Brooks kept play around in three hours this yes. weekend. Yes, so he was the Love first that. one
1: off on Sunday, actually. Okay. And then he shot one over... But he played a three-hour round on the PGA Tour. Yes. I love that shit. Fully support I love that.
0: it. Yeah. I, I feel like, number one, slow play for everybody, right? Can we confirm, T-Bone? Good? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize this until recently, how big of a pep peeve this was for me on the golf course. But I hate sand footprints on the green. So, let's say you, you hit your sand shot. And then instead of knocking the sand off your feet immediately, I mean, because if you splash sand on the green, like, whatever, you're like, you're trying to hit a shot. But when there's clearly, like, a footprint track where you're walking on the green of sand, like, knock the sand off your cleats. I don't know why that bugged me so much. But I noticed it a couple of weeks ago. I think it's because I'm unnecessarily having to clean sand now off the green if it's in my line. I don't know. I feel like that would be number three. Does that make sense, y'all? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking you. about. Okay. You. Number two, I would say lack of etiquette for people who know better is a really big pet peeve of mine. Like if anybody grew up playing golf in any form or fashion or maybe even a little high school golf, it uh, could be anything from talking in your backswing, walking in your line, just a general lack of etiquette overall kind of does drive me nuts because it's like you know better. If, if you're taking someone out to the golf course who first or second time out on the golf course, right? That's fine. Like, you don't know what you don't know. So I would say that Say that would be my number two, and then the sand footprints on the green would be my number three. T-Bone, how about you?
2: Okay, I'm going to start one. I'm going to say aerated greens. Oh, when you show up to the course and you sucks. pay your whatever green fee and you get up on the first <laughs> hole and it looks like a, someone just fired off a machine gun for an hour. <laughs> That's when I when I get to that point I'm just kind of like damn it, I want my money back and I want to go home. Yep. That pretty much ruins around a round of golf for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even Two. think
1: about
0: air ready greens.
1: I thought we were talking about like other people pet
2: peeves. Could be just golf in general.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's
2: okay. We can we can work on it air next greens. time. Nice. Two. I'm going to say Marshalls. <laughs> you never meet a cool marshal ever. <laughs> specifically so there's a course go for it. (laughs) There's a course that I normally play at and Shout out to JB. (laughs) The guy is just so damn annoying. (laughs) He I I pay you know my green fee and I'm walking out to the first hole and it's uh where's your receipt? All right, you're in this cart. You're on the tee. It's like Sir We don't need receipts anymore. I clearly just paid. Um, He's trying to give away my tea time. No. And when I'm like 10 feet from the tea box and they've just driven off and I don't know. They're always just trying to kill my vibe. (laughs) I the I, T-bone vibe. Always oh,
0: curving his bill <laughs> where they're like, "Oh, it's 90 degrees." and <laughs> They expect you like be on the car yeah. path and take a 90-degree turn. Yeah. Okay.
2: And we played this weekend, the guys, you know, asking us who's like I think he was asking us about our receipts. Yes, he was. Why do we, I mean, I guess people can just drive up and get on the first tee, but for the most part, you pay and they give you a key. You don't just get a key at a public course. <laughs> and Yep. I feel like they want to feel like they're running the show. But deep down, we know they're usually just older guys that aren't getting paid and they're just there so they can play golf when they're not a marshal. Well, and take also, their job way too seriously. Way all, too it's seriously. It's also their wife they probably kicked like, them out of the house because yeah. they didn't want them home. And they feel like they own the course. I mm-hmm. always get guys that I feel like are telling me, you know, about their glory days or how I can fix my game and all this shit that I don't want to hear. <laughs> and. I think that can get pretty annoying. Okay, what's number Third, three? Third, this is going to be a bit of a hot take coming from the guy who played in a dress. But I'm going to just say when you're wearing like a t-shirt or like basketball shorts, come on. Throw on a collar, some khakis. Okay, hold on. Let's clarify this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just are you saying
0: when you're playing a round of golf or like, like if when you, you go to the p- driving range?
2: No, a round of golf. And okay. you see people in a t-shirt and basketball shorts... Just kind of annoys me. Or jeans. Jeans. What about black shoes with high top white socks? <laughs> I with respect that. It's an old man move.
1: Cooch <laughs> approved. Kooch.
2: <laughs> I respect it. Uh but yeah, just do a little bit of an effort. Look like a golfer for the most part. Put on a collar. But there's a say, lot of I went things. and hit balls last night and I was but it was at Memorial. So yeah. Yeah, I was wearing it was
0: also like seven thirty at night, so I just went yeah. gym shorts and a T shirt. Yeah, that works. Okay,
2: but to summarize, there is a lot of annoying stuff associated with golf. Mm-hmm. That was kind of hard to pick,
0: including the USGA. No, I'm just kidding. That no, <laughs> <laughs> was way for I you won't to bring up the USGA. <laughs> no, I, look, they're not on my shit list at least right now because they did well at the U.S. Open last week. So, okay, well that wraps it up for behind the ropes. I think that is all we got for this episode. Of the Three Under Par Podcast. We appreciate y'all sticking with us. Check us out on social media at Three Under par Pod. That is the number three, Three Under Par Pod, Twitter, and Instagram. Our email is on there. Send us some more behind the ropes. We really like talking about it, playing out these scenarios. Uh, we can do Would You Rather, anything like that. Uh, our, e- our email is listed on there, but it is Three Under Par Pod at gmail.com. Any more other social media plugs? Are we playing golf this weekend? Oh, yeah, we have a diaper
1: party at the Stone on Saturday for Richie,
0: also known as Slut. I can't make it because my friend is getting married. Shout out to James. He's getting married. So be busy doing wedding festivities. But I don't have to travel, which is kind of nice. It's actually in Houston. At the very least, I feel like most of the weddings are in Dallas these days or some sort of destination weddings. But all right, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, Little White Ball is life.